Christmas. Why are people listening to Christmas music? Christmas, Christmas. Are you okay? Oh, wow, Jake. I don't know. You came in hot and cold. Hot, hot and ready. Christmas cold. Uh, we got the eggnog uh, with yes. uh, whatever strange mixture we put in there. I've already finished it. So mm. I'm ready to talk about. I'm behind. But we're ready to talk about the Number most one... important Christmas oh, carol shit. song of the last whatever years. God damn Mariah freaking Carey. Uh, all I want for Christmas. All I want for Christmas is you. Okay, and the two Jake. other people that wrote this song with her. What year is this even from? Oh, that's a good question. Because this has been, as far as I know, it's been around since time was invented. Yes. Well, I don't remember it not being around, which doesn't help because I'm going to say like 90 something. Google that. I'm on it. Hmm. Anyways. Yeah, I got to think. It's going to take me a while. There's a lot of results. There's a lot of results. 1994. Oh, baby. I was there. I was there when this came out. 1994. Yeah, I was Ozzy. alive. I was I was awake. I was listening to a lot of Nirvana. I was in Sweden. You were in Sweden? Yeah. 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 I was a young lad. Yep. I was an angry teen. Sweet. And, uh, and this was at the height, really, well, this was like right at the height of Mariah Carey's career, really, because it kind of oh, yeah. just peaked here. Endless Love. Yeah, I think there was one other record, Butterfly or something like that after the, like, do you have her discography there in front of you? Yeah, uh, no. Well, she did the last one, like, when, when she did that song that was a sample of Notorious B.I.G.'s Hypnotize. Uh, it was called Honey, I think. Okay. When she then she like, like dropped the wholesome like girl next door look for um uh, a more um risque I'll be nice risque sort of uh a thing she decided to get some cosmetic surgery uh-huh. and uh, and uh, and and those sorts of things and that's all well and good she's a beautiful woman and but this was at her peak I'm just looking through 100 percent emotions was 1991 so that yeah. would be the big one that really landed her I yeah. think yeah that well and then there was so and this whole Christmas music. album yeah. was a huge smash hit you know I mean like come on this song is so big that basically when the middle of November comes, this starts charting again on the Billboard. Yeah, 100. every year. Every year, it's she's making it is so amazing. much money off of this. It is so amazing. Yeah, like, and you know, we'll get into the song a little bit, like in terms uh, in terms of because I find it interesting, like well, the song to be interesting. Here's the thing about the song: yeah. it's a good song. Yeah, it's got real. I mean, listen, I'm not a music person so maybe that's what you're going to talk about but it seems to be doing actual music things in terms of the changes and the melody yeah her singing i mean she's she's mariah carey Uh, she's mariah carey right she's not a d she's a diva music person for a reason she's one of the most important voices great i'm glad you're on the same page because like sure i'm you know i may not always be into it but there's undeniable like insane skill yeah it's so great singer a song that's well written and then like it's also just catchy and yeah. it's about Christmas. It, so what it like? It's just it's no wonder it's made it. it yeah, it, no it wonder it's still power. it's ingrained in Western culture in terms of like Christmas music over here. Yeah, and so yeah, that good observations as far as I'm concerned. Because when I think about the song, like it is it 
you could take this song and 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 strip it down into the elements of of what it is, right? Like formally and harmonically and all this kind of stuff, and then take that song and put it over here on this shelf, and then go into the annals of of Christmas music, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, oh, Holy Night and Silent Night and, uh, uh, you know, Only One for Christmas is My Two Front Teeth and the Christmas Carol Song and all of the great classic Christmas songs, right? And what they all have mm-hmm. is, well, like, I think that the two, I think two other people wrote this with her. Mm-hmm. Um, they did their homework on Christmas songs. There's a There's a verse. Now... Now, in the traditional sense, like when we in popular music think about verse, 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 chorus, verse, mm-hmm. the old formula, right? Yeah. Um, a verse in this sort of context is a bit of an older sort of thing, which is like an introduction that's usually out of in a different time, yes, a tempo, this, that's right. and then there's a transition, and then it goes into the other thing, and that's a callback from like the twenties, thirties, and forties vaudeville uh, sort of soundtrack stuff, Broadway, off Broadway. Uh, golden age cinema sort of stuff where there'd be like a verse that would set the song up and then the song would happen. Right? Yes. Okay. So she sings the first verse of the song, like in a, tr- in, 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 a halftime and, or something. And, and, and then there's like a, I don't want a lot for Christmas again. Like she does it again. Right. But she sings like very straight when it's in tempo. And at the beginning of it, she does all of the Mariah Carey. Yeah. She just Mariah carries all over it. Except for like the big whistle note. Like, yeah, you know, like she, that, that's the that only thing she, she doesn't she, have at the start. That she doesn't do at that point, but she throws that in later, right? Sure. Because she still had that ability back then. She can't sing like that anymore. Hmm. But like, I think that everybody, including herself, knew in the '90s that that was a ship that was not going to always float. Yeah, so you know, it's like double the, down on it. When yeah, you can. and make the tens and twenties and thirties and fifties and hundreds of millions of dollars that you're going to make off of it, right? Yeah. So it does this sets the song up and it and it's soulful and it's and it's uh, very appealing to anybody could listen to that sure regardless of their background yeah like uh, racially or economically sure. or if they're Christian or, or not you don't even need to speak right? English and, and you're and, like wow yeah this and just is good. like damn you know like she can really sing and then it's like. Triple a triple a triple a triple a triple a triple a triple I don't want it's fun and 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 just the right amount of cheesy. Like it, like a Christmas uh, you're song. Right, that's a good point. A Christmas song can only be two things, uh-huh. and this is my opinion. Okay, don't at me. <laughs> it can, it can, it's either sentimental, mm-hmm. right, or cheesy as hell. Like it has to be cheesy because kids, because tr- Christmas is for kids. Yes, it's, you know, like so, kids have to kind of like want to jump up and be like. Whee! You know, or like, or if, you're remembering, or being you're a remembering kid. being a kid and missing, yeah. and say you're away from your family, or you're uh, away from maybe your you're spending, uh, maybe you're spending your first Christmas away from home, or your first Christmas after you lose somebody, or or whatever, and you and you're nostalgic for that, so you want this the 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 sort of sentimental I'll be home for Christmas, you know, sort of stuff, right? And so the first part of the song. Has that, and then the second half of it has like the well, the sorry, I the the first part of the song is sentimental, you know. It's like, I don't, you don't have to get me anything for Christmas, I just want to be with you. And then the second half of it is more tongue in cheek, so it got it has both, you know, it has both. They really did their homework, and it's put a hell of a lot of money in their pockets, sure, you know. And it's, the song, like, 
like does everything that like uh like that's that songs of this era kind of do like there's like I'm sure that the people who wrote the song farted the chord changes out in in 40 minutes because it's they were just like oh you know how like McCartney and Lennon just always you know did these chords yeah it was oh that fits all I want for Christmas oh yeah that'll fit those chords and that's basically they ripped off a John Lennon Paul McCartney song and which they ripped off of all the people that were before them you know and so it just does these sort of typical major key chord changes and it's perfect. It works perfectly. The song is perfect. Sure. The, like you the can't find who... a flaw in it. Like if you hate on it, it's because it's because it's almost too like you know, last week on the podcast we did that Megan Trainer song mm-hmm. and it was like this song feels like it was written by an algorithm. Yes. Like this is a Santa Claus algorithm like sure. sort of sort of matrixy yeah. almost like too perfect for the matrix so the world is rejecting it. <laughs> sort of song it's true it's, you know, so like people who like it comes on the radio like i don't know my experience with the song is triggering so it's like like she comes on and she she does all that stuff at the beginning and it's just so impressive mm. and then it's like bubba da, bubba da, bubba. i'm just like oh fuck turn it off yeah, yeah like i don't want to listen to that part of the song which goes on for like three and a half minutes. which goes on a for a while song. and it's a long song and da 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 and that's all well and good. I'm not hating on it. It's just like that's just so, not for me. I just looked up who the uh, the other co-writer is. Yeah, it's a guy named Walter Afanasyev, born Vladimir Nikitchev Avanzaev, in Sao Paulo, Brazil, who is a man of Russian and Chinese descent. That's that's that a lot a, happening. That there. is a very busy person. That is a lot happening, there. and he was apparently. Um, he was a collaborator on Mariah Carey on a six of her albums, so he's all over her songwriting. Uh-huh. He won a Grammy for her. Uh, he won a Grammy for producing "My Heart Will Go On" by Celine Dion. No way. So this. So guy, he's one of these power players. Well, he yeah, he seems like a power player. He can produce sure he's songs not for Swedish. Well, that's what I'm confused about. He's he's Brazilian, Russian, Chinese. So weird, like such a that's... combination. That's so, a very hardworking person. Yes. So he <laughs> that has that's used to very cruel places. Yeah, and so I mean, he's working with these big voice people, producing big ballads and stuff. Like he obviously is. He knows how to work with those kinds of artists. Yeah. yeah. And so I don't know where he grew up and where, but like he's like he. I thought it was going to be like some guy from Tennessee. Some yeah, like sure. In the some music some Nashville guy or or Swedish guy or something yeah, like that, no. right? Well, here's an interesting thing too, because I find like. And this is just a, a hot take on Mariah Carey's career, like in terms of like, it seems to me that like, whoever was the 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 um, the behind the scenes like helping her pick repertoire for the first half of her career was lights out good, like just knew her voice, knew what she was capable of doing, and then. Just the fucking wheels fell off around 1998, 1999, and just her whole career just tanked. But it was not tanked. I mean, tanked. It just got weird. Compared to where she was at, like, she's a meme now. Well, she. I think she went from being kind of like the cutting-edge girl in the spotlight to a kind of, uh, not a joke, but like a yeah. caricature of herself yeah. who is no longer like relevant. And yeah. she stayed sidelined 
nonetheless, we all acknowledge she's amazing, but she's stayed sidelined since then. Yeah. From, from her own career. And I think that, that, like, you know, when you get to be as big and as fast as she got, and she had signed that $100 million contract with Columbia or Sony or somebody, and then they took it back because she went nuts. Oh, really? Um, well, she had some, she, like, she did some weird things, and she was being very diva-ish, and... That's her thing, but, yeah. Which was which sort of had become what she was started to become known as somebody that was difficult to work with. Yes. You know. But and then she had that movie that was like The Christmas movie? No well no glitter. Oh whatever. God, that was yes. like that's almost universally thought to be the worst film yes, that was ever made. Yes, yes. And but now she just she just She can just she, traffic on she this. She crimes out of her hole every Christmas and like She's on the talk shows again, and everybody wants to hear the song. And she's a big Christmas nut, and she does Christmas real big with her kids. And... Wasn't she trying to like copyright her name, Queen of Christmas, or something? Oh, really? This I wouldn't, familiar. wouldn't surprise. I gotta me. look that up. You keep talking, but while I... I, well, maybe she is the Queen of Christmas, though. Like, she's also big on Halloween or whatever. Like, uh, I don't know, but the song—I'd be curious to know how much money she's made off this song, because I'm sure it's like some absurdly ridiculous amount of money. Uh, Didn't we see that it was like over 300 some million views from just from last year? Yeah, from two years ago on YouTube. Yeah. Um, so I don't know what that's worth, but it's got to be worth a lot. I'll look it up. <laughs> take a yeah. So, you know, I mean, I mean, I would say that if you're going to try to like go down memory lane thinking about great Christmas songs of the last 20 years or 30 years. I mean, really, this one is the only one that I can think of that actually still comes to mind. Like, I've heard a few other ones, but, I mean, this song is iconic now. So, yeah, it, the best-selling Christmas single by a female artist, best-selling Christmas song in music history, 16 million copies around the globe. Whew. So That's yeah. a lot. Yeah. Just for one song. Yeah. Anyway, she made a dollar off of one of yeah, uh, only just, one dollar off each one of those sales. That's so that's not even dollars. that's just CD sales or whatever. That's not even Conning streaming, that, radio live, play, yeah, radio live play. play but yeah. people buying it to put it in their movie, like it must have earned her. Half that's got to that's, that's got to that's yeah. a big. It's got to be like half a billion dollars. Yeah, licensing with the song, yeah, huge, yeah, and it's. And and I mean those are all byproducts of just like the time that that song came out with like the music industry reaching what it reached in the '90s, you know, like that was that was when you wanted to be in the music industry. That's where you yeah. made the most amount of money. So with yeah, with sales of physical albums. Yeah. So yeah. physical, and then the internet and and MTV and and uh, yeah. Hollywood's going crazy at that time. Like this is the worst time to be in the music industry. Yeah, but you're like, right. You're still, right. here it is. Songs back on the charts. I, I let me check to see what it was. Yeah, what it was because I checked a couple of days ago. Sorry. So I don't. I mean, I have nothing to grumble and gripe about. I think that it's good. She did. She wrote the song with this other random guy. Good yeah. job. Uh, Number five. Like they they wrote a good song and it is justifiably at the top of the charts as a Christmas song because that's the thing of Christmas. We always re-listen to the same music. So that was just yeah. smart. That was smart planning. And brilliant on their part. Like, oh, you know what we really need to do to really solidify yeah. your future? It's like, Christmas. Oh, oh, what? We're going to do a Christmas album. It's genius. And and when, like, I mean, a lot of people do Christmas albums and when people do them, it's like, oh, that's kind of a sellout move. Yeah, and it's and, usually they're covering music. 
Yes. She's like, I'm going to try and write it. But an- I'm going to write I'm going to write a timeless Christmas song. But, but ballsy. But it and, worked. And, and 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 arrogant a little bit, but you know what? Hey, you got to you got you got to get the dollar due. That's because, right. Because I mean it is that. I mean, it's just as much a a Christmas song as Jingle Bells. I'd say so. You know, why I mean, not? Those right? are traditional only in the sense that they're older. Yes, and they've they're... been around for longer. But, like, really, when does the diminishing returns on that t- kick in? Yeah. Because 1994 was 29 years ago. Yeah, that makes me feel old. Thanks, Jake. Well, hey, listen. We're old as me hell, Me too. Man. Damn. <laughs> Damn. You know, Mariah Carey's 53, yep. which is not that much older than I am. And yet I feel like she's old. Like, she's been around for a long time. Uh-huh. So I'm like, if you, I'd be like, ooh, Mariah Carey, yeah, she's real old. No, no. She's my contemporary. <laughs> you are peers. <laughs> You've had a lot less plastic surgery. And a lot fewer hing- singles. And, uh, and, and a lot yeah. fewer mega hits. Yeah, yeah. and a, a so, lot fewer half a billion dollars. So it it evens out in the end. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We're equal. Sheena. So the second part of the Christmas special. Yes. Because we're going we're gonna to play the song at the end, of course. Is that Justin and I are going to surprise each other with our favorite Christmas songs. Okay. And then we're going to listen to them because I don't know what he's going to pick. And when we had dinner earlier, he was playing some weird shit. <laughs> we, there's that song we will play as a bonus track. Yes, we'll at play the that end. as a bonus track at the end. So there will be a See bonus track. See if you can figure out which one it is. Yeah. Um, but uh, who wants to go first? Do you want to go first? Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. I'll, I'll play you what I, I think is. Um... So we'll pl- I'll play. This is what we're gonna do. We'll play the Mariah Carey song at the end, followed by that Bonkers song. Yeah. But right now, everybody, yeah. you're going to listen to my pick for yeah. my favorite Christmas song. Yeah. Okay, I'll go out with you and see all the new music. 
song's terrifying there you go jake that's my pick i that's your um, favorite christmas song listen i as a youth in the 80s and early 90s yeah uh that was under the threat of the soviet yeah. union and so on my oh, mind, how things have changed yeah <laughs> you know, <laughs> no, it's just russia but yeah no so like we were you know we thought oh, a lot about oh, oh, oh yes that yeah. we were all going to die yep uh, from this and especially so, you being american american right yeah. so i was waiting for the bomb to drop a lot of my youth which it never did thank you i'm still yeah. here but um and so this i love weird al and so this yeah. was funny because yeah. it's the our saddest darkest thoughts Done as in kids such a happy way but in a funny way and that is my favorite thing of all time when it comes to silly music which is an authentic sounding song with nonsense lyrics yes yes yeah that's and so this sounds just like a Christmas song, and the topic is ridiculously dark yeah. and funny, and that is my sense of humor in a nutshell. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So yeah. and, I mean yes, I do like White Christmas. I think it would yeah. probably be my legitimate favorite Christmas song. Yeah. Um, but this is probably the one that brings me the most joy. Yeah. <laughs> so there well, you go. It, it's it's. I mean, just anything Weird Al is is just kind of self indulgently hilarious and like yeah. I don't I don't see how somebody could not smile listening to Weird Al. Yeah, like, and look, it's childish. And yeah, I, sure. But so the, 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 my point is, like we're talking about with Christmas, it's a yep. children's holiday. Yep. And this, I was a childish when this came out, and therefore it. Is still in my wheelhouse as a thing I enjoyed as a child, even though I'm an mm-hmm. old ass man. Yeah, yeah. No, I understand. So there you go. So that's. I, a... I, I kind of knew you were going to do a Weird Al's <laughs> song, but like I didn't know this song. Uh huh. So. Not a lot of people do. No, because I just like at that point in time, like it was parody, parody, parody. Yes. Like, I mean, this is a parody, but like. It's, well, it's an original. He wrote an original, but of course it sounds like yes, a other song. But it's. it's Taking the piss on Christmas songs. Oh, absolutely. But, like, he, he did write a lot of originals, and they yes. don't really get the same credit as his... No, uh, his parodies do. Which I understand. Sure. But um, some of it is quite thoughtful, and this is obviously just a, a one-joke shtick thing. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but there you go. Yeah. The, no, it's, it's... My kind of humor. It's adorable. There you go. Yeah. So that's mine, Jake. Uh, I guess, it, you know, you mm-hmm. would have guessed it. Knowing me. Now I would like to know what your favorite Christmas song is. Now, which is interesting as a person, as a like music nerd jazz person. Yeah. I feel like you're not going to say something that we would all know as a, a traditional song. No, I'm going to pick, I, I do pick somebody that, something that everybody would know, but it's a specific version of it for me. Okay. Well, I, my, my favorite Christmas song is the Christmas song. Chestnuts, the chestnuts roasting. roasting on an oh, open oh, fire. that's my favorite Christmas yeah. song because that was written by Mel Torme. Yes, and I, for, I specifically the Nat King Cole version. That yes, fantastic. Okay, yeah. which is which is a little like wow, it's 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 a little cliche, but it's such a perfect thing. Like I remember, like as a young person, like like even before 
my brother or I, because my brother, who's three years older than I am, is also a jazz musician. Before any one of us were were even like anywhere close to to being interested in music, like when we were mm-hmm. like preteens and young and young teens, like my father loved the the classic crooners, like. Tony Bennett and Dean Martin and Frank Sinatra. And, Did he like the Velvet Fog? Melvin yeah, Man? and 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 I think Nat King Cole was mm-hmm. one of his favorites. And I and so that was this was a song that was like sort of circulated around quite a lot. And then in our house, and years later, I can remember. I think that I would have been maybe like eighteen or nineteen years old. Like I was I'm the youngest in my family. And uh, we grew up in this town, which is a, which is a university town, and has a jazz studies program that I teach at. I was studying at the program, um, and um, my parents had a Diana Krall album. Okay, and it was a tribute to Nat King Cole. Interesting. And so I didn't really know Nat King Cole's music at all. And so I decided to go and and I knew the name and da 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 da. So then I I went in the virgining days of the internet, like to kind of be like, okay, who is Nat King Cole? And you find some message board or whatever, and everybody would just constantly reference this song, and I knew the song, and then immediately like made a, a connection to that to his voice, very kind of smooth, sort of baritone kind of like perfect, mm-hmm. non, no fuss, no muss song yes you know i mean uh the song itself is is like i um i don't do a lot of christmas gigs because i don't want to um (laughs) 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 but like that's one that like every christmas i play sure i feel like it has a lot of interesting chord changes that are jazzy yes i mean that's an oversimplification i mean i mean mean, mel tromay wrote the words but i don't know if he wrote the chord changes but Melfrey was a jazz singer. Sure. You know, and, 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 I, uh, and actually quite an accomplished improviser as well. He was a scat king, was yeah, he not? Yeah, he was Yeah, really amazing at it. Yeah. So the song goes through a lot of different sort of chord changes and false key changes and stuff like that. And it has some weird sort of things that happen. And yes. That pop, that pop tunes don't do anymore. But in at that time, that was what pop this tune was modeled after the popular music of of the generation before it's supposed to be nostalgic, you know, and it's, it's a perfect song, you know, like there's nothing in the song that's, that you could look at and be like, "Mm, I don't know about that bar or that melody phrase or whatever. And it just makes, it just immediately makes me think of Christmas and being younger and and my family and and that kind of stuff. So I haven't spent a whole that many Christmases away from home, but like I have spent some and they were very challenging Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, and that song, you know, helps bring you back, help change it. We, you know? I, we, it, I, I should have thought of that as my number one favorite song because it is. But I think I, it's a lot of people. Yeah, but it's the Johnny Mathis version that oh, I yeah. know because we listened to the Johnny Mathis Christmas album. That was our main album. Yeah, and so yeah, his version of that song would probably be my version yeah. that I would pick. Yeah. Well, in my family, the Christmas album was Charlie Brown's Christmas. Oh, sure. Of which course. I don't need to ever listen to again. But, <laughs> but I still Garaldi, love that very Vince much. Vince Guaraldi's album. Yeah. And, and and the drummer on that record was living, had been living in Halifax That's for right. decades until he passed last year. That's right. Jerry. And um, he used to play a gig there every year, right? Did yeah. He? he would do well. He would, he would 
do a tour of it with yeah uh, 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 on the CBC or something like that mm. like every year starting in November he'd start touring the Christmas that's interesting because the, the, the other members of the trio are long since passed away yeah and uh, and Vince Guaraldi did all of the, the stuff for the for the Peanuts yeah cartoon, that's right cartoon that's right, right? And uh, and I don't know when he passed away, but he, it, you know, I mean, heroin. Was it? It seems yeah. to be the jazz thing to <laughs> that do. That was that'd be the most jazzy way to go. Yeah. But um, Jerry was uh, relocated to Halifax in the '90s, I think. Okay. And and I think it was last year. The year he died during the COVID pandemic, okay. which I guess if I died today, I'd be dying during the pandemic. But during the real. The real one, right? And uh, and I don't think that it was that 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 took him, but he was like an old man. Yeah, it's just kind of like you know, just waiting. Excuse me, I have the hiccups now. No worries. So, do you want me to? Should I play the song? Yeah, now? we'll play the song, and then we'll play, and then uh, okay. So I'll play the Nat King Cole version. Yes, n- that's now. the one. Starting now. That's the one. Chestnuts roasting on an open fire Jack Frost nipping at your nose Yuletide carols being sung by a choir And folks dressed up like Eskimos Everybody knows a turkey and some mistletoe Help to make the season bright Tiny tots with their eyes all aglow Will find it hard to sleep tonight They know that Santa's on his way He's loaded lots of toys and goodies on his sleigh And every mother's child is gonna spy To see if reindeer really know how to fly And so I'm offering this simple phrase To kids from 1 to 92 Although it's been said Many times, many ways Merry Christmas to Many times, many ways 
wishes Merry Christmas to and that was the Nat King Cole version. Yeah, that was <laughs> yeah, what a great voice. Yeah, and I won't play the Johnny Mathis version, but if you haven't heard that one, everybody yeah. who's listening, have there's a so many d- great verses of the song, right? Yeah. It's just like anybody, can, it's anybody. You just have. To, this is the thing about like a great song like that is that one of the things that I think if Mariah Carey did. If I heard Mariah Carey doing this, I, well, I haven't. I'm sure she'd oversing the shit out of all of it, and it would irritate me. Like no matter how great she is, because I think that she's great. This song know, doesn't need, but it's like it doesn't need any embellishment. No. It just needs to be just sing the the song. Like that's how just your vocal quality Nat, should yeah, be the thing we care it's about. Like, yeah, because I mean he's so like Nat King Cole was such a great deliverer of the melody. Yeah, that's you know? a good way to phrase and, it. And and he was one of the greatest pianists of his era. Hmm. And like as a virtuosic, like crazy stuff. But then, you know, but he knew when the song needed to just be the song. Hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and now his estate probably is doesn't get a penny of that probably actually. Really? I don't know. God damn it. I don't know what kind of contract his people signed, but well, I mean, speaking of estates, we will play the Mariah Carey song at the end so she can earn more so money. So she gets her money, yeah, because she needs it. <laughs> She's probably destitute. Yes. Let's see. Mariah Carey net worth. Oh, don't. I I never, because I often Google net worth of people, and there's always these websites that has net worth, and I don't think any of that is right. I don't think any of it's right. But I don't even know. It's still fun to see the numbers. I don't know why I'm Googling it. Why, why care what Mariah Carey is? Anyway, it doesn't matter. We all do it. We all want to know what people are worth. Mostly we just want to be like, oh, so angry that some idiot who does bad things is worth a lot of money. Yeah. Uh, she's worth over $300 million. Sure. That that doesn't sound – that sounds completely correct. How um, much in royalties does Mariah Carey make for every Christmas? Oh. She earns every year about $600,000. Oh, well, that's modest. I would have put it at more than that. However, that's for doing nothing. No, sitting on her ass. She just knows that every Christmas she can buy a new Learjet or whatever. <laughs> she needs a new Bugatti. Yeah. Yeah. That's insane. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to help contribute to the Mariah Carey Bugatti Fund yep. uh, by playing this song. And then we will play a very special. Very, 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 very special Holy Very special night Holy Night, which and, is. Yeah. Just... Today, today was, uh, it's, tomorrow is. Uh, Sinterklaas, right? The Dutch Dutch Christmas. Oh wait, yeah, but when are we releasing this? Yeah. We're releasing but, this later. Oh, oh yeah. So, cut all that out. <laughs> <laughs> this is pre-recorded. That's right. Don't let in because um, of Christmas. That's right. Okay, well, we wish you a merry Christmas. We wish you a merry Christmas. Enjoy all these songs. I hope you've had a fun time learning about. Um, I don't know Christmas Mariah, songs. Christmas, Mariah Carey, Weird Al. Yep. Nat King Cole. Yeah, they're and all good things. They're all good things. Um, and Merry Christmas, ho, 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 happy Merry holidays. Merry ho, 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 happy, happy ho, ho, ho days. All right. and May uh, your nog be egged. You. And your turkey be moist. Oh, all of that sounds inappropriate and gross. Uh, so we'll see you probably before the new year, I guess, okay. listeners. Thank happy you. holidays. Happy holiday and goodbye. <laughs> don't want a lot Christmas There is just one thing I need I don't care about the presents Underneath the Christmas tree I just
Till he appeared And the soul felt It's worth A thrill of hope The weary world rejoices For yonder breaks A new and glorious morn listening to this is brought to you by the black box collective and outside the lines press and it's produced by me jake hanlon and my friend justin gregg if you enjoyed the show please give us a rating and maybe a review on the apple podcast store this is the number one thing you can do to help out the show strangely enough and it's simple and it's easy and you can do it right now